A successful gardener is only as good as their tools. It pays to keep your tools clean and sharpened. So what is there involved in sharpening cutting tools? We're talking with Sacramento County Master Gardener Bill Black. And Bill, you're doing a little demonstration here at a workshop at the Fair Oaks Horticulture Center showing people exactly how to sharpen and clean their tools. So let's just run through the basics as far as what do you need to sharpen tools? Well, first thing you need is a cleaner of some sort. Uh, you can use soap and water, 409, whatever. And just to get the, the crud loosened up on that's on the blades, a lot of times there will be just plain old dirt and sap that accumulates on there and, and people get to where they can't really open and close the the clippers because they're so crudded up so we go ahead and spray them down with with a, a cleaner of some sort and then i take either a, a green scratch pad or if it's really bad a piece of steel wool to thoroughly clean the blades and any external parts that i can get to then i use for i'll go ahead and clean them very well and then rinse them dry them and then using a a carbide steel sharpening star tool available through Amazon and find stores everywhere <laughs> to basically tune up the blade, realign the blade so it's, again, sharp. Uh, we're not cutting a new edge on there, but like I said, just realigning the the. the existing edge. I like this cutting tool, this sharpening tool that you're using from Corona, the solid carbide sharpening tool, as opposed to say a, a, a straight stone or or a file because it has a handle on it and that gives you a, a little gauge on the best way to sharpen it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and it's it's a very simple process that once you get it clean, then you kind of eye along the edge of the blade and you will see there on, on normal clippers there's one blade that is sharp and the other is not sharp the the sharpened blade just bypasses the flat side of the other blade and and causing it to cut so what we're going to do is just realign the edge on that sharpened the sharp blade so we kind of have to eyeball it and lay the the tool against the edge of the blade following the bevel and make sure that it's as close to that bevel as you can get. If you have it as too much of an angle, you're going to take the edge off the blade, not enough of an angle, and it will have no effect whatsoever. The strokes you're making, it's a single stroke where you're starting near the handle and working up to the tip and just taking it along that beveled edge at exactly whatever that bevel angle is. Just sharpen up that one side. You don't have to do that to the other side. Well, you do the other side, but at a much shallower angle uh, because you want to go ahead and align both sides of that edge for it to be sharp. So you just simply place that the edge of the sharpening tool against that bevel and draw it from the, the bottom of the blade to the tip about four or five times. You'll feel it get smoother as you do it. Then you turn the blade the, the blade over and put the sharpening tool at a, almost flat against that blade and the edge and draw it another six or seven times along there, and you're done with that. That's what I like about the handle, the red handle on this Corona sharpening tool, is it gives you that angle when you're uh, attempting to clean or sharpen that back side of backside, that bypass yes. pruners. Yes, just the back side. So you just follow that along there, and pretty much you're done, with the exception of 
drying everything off and then putting a light coat of some sort of lubricant, WD-40 or household oil are pretty much the, the things that I would use. And keeping it clean, too, uh, like we've stressed on the podcast so many times when you're done working with your tools for the day, clean them. And for cleaning tools, do you, can you use steel wool every time? I use an old barbecue brush. <laughs> I just use a, a green scr- uh, scrubbing pad more often than not on, on mine, but I keep mine clean so they don't uh, shouldn't be too much rust on them. Now, you have some other tools here that you use, and one is just a, a plain old mill file. Yeah. If, if I had a big ding in the blade, then I would go ahead and use that to try and work that out. In doing so, you are cutting away that a lot of the blade. Mm-hmm. So unless it's a big ding, and, and it, a lot of times you'll get a, where somebody's tried to, say, for example, cut a stainless steel screw, and now you've got a big notch in there. Best thing to do there? buy a new blade. <laughs> and that goes back to buying your original equipment, your original pruners, especially bypass pruners, is make sure, and usually it'll be on the same wall where you're buying the pruners, is there are replacement parts there, yes. like blades or springs or latches. Right. You can probably, if not, go online. Spend money once and then you'll have a tool forever if you take care of it. Right, right. And we should point out, too, we're talking about bypass pruners here, which, as you mentioned, the the sharp blade bypasses the bottom blade, if you will. Whereas anvil pruners, the sharpened blade hits a plate. But, you know, if you ask 10 gardeners what they do with anvil pruners, I think 9 out of 10 would say, I don't use them. I don't use them, no. (laughs) Even most of the loppers are just the larger bypass blades. So. You, you want that. You, when you move up to loppers, which have long handles and are pruners, you would choose a bypass over an anvil. Right, correct. So there you go. If you buy pruners, spend some money, get some good quality ones. There's Corona, there's Felco. What other brands do you like? Uh, those are the two that I'm familiar with. So. All right, Corona and Felco. Spend some money. Take care of them. They'll last you a lifetime. Bill Black is a Sacramento County Master Gardener here at the Fair Oaks Horticulture Center. Bill Black, thanks so much. You're quite welcome.